Hey guys, welcome back to Typically Peachy. What's up? How are you all doing? Are you having a good week? Has everything been good in your life? I hope so. My life has been pretty good, just going along with the motions. There's some new things with me. Not really that new, but I guess I did have some revelations this week. Not any huge epiphanies, but some things that I want to share. Let's get right into it. You guys, I realized that working from home does not always need to be working from your home. I know that this is like not a new concept for a lot of people. A lot of people have been taking advantage of the work from home lifestyle, working in fun places or working outside. But I feel like for some reason, I just keep literally working from my room. Honestly, I think I need to change it up a little bit. So I did that this past week. Me and my friend went to a coffee shop. It was very socially distanced. People were actually wearing their masks. It was such a nice change of scenery i have to say it felt like i was actually going somewhere to go to work as opposed to literally just waking up in the same place that i start my work i think that there definitely should be a balance and i have not been the best at doing that maybe i'll do that more in the future who knows but i definitely really liked it for this past week so if you need a change of scenery from working from home if that's what you're doing right now i would suggest going to a coffee shop or even working outside or something of that sort it definitely makes a difference All of that said, the coffee shop that I went to is actually one of my favorite Starbucks in my hometown, and I'm so sad because I just found out that they're closing. They're closing down their doors. They only have two weeks left in the location, and I'm so sad. I feel like I used to go there so much as a child. I have so many memories from there. It's such like a homey Starbucks, and I feel like Starbucks these days are so much more modern feel, very minimalist, very minimalist furniture. This Starbucks was just homey. It was like so nice i have so many memories going there with friends going there with my family it's sad to see something that you've gone to for so long somewhere that you really loved somewhere that you've had so many positive memories at just go away but i don't know i hope the employees all are able to be relocated to a different starbucks and have other jobs lined up because that honestly can be the saddest part other than that the only other new things with me is that i finished mad men you guys if you know anything about me right now it is that i have been completely obsessed with mad men from start to finish it has consumed my life completely i love this show so much i understand that it's been out for a very long time and i'm like last on the train for this one but it is so good and psa right now that if you have not seen mad men for any reason it's the next show that you need to binge i promise you start to finish all seven seasons are actual great content and i'm a harsh critic for shows i get bored really easily in them and if they're not good from the start i'm just not going to continue on even to like episode two three four but this got me hooked right away it's not one of those shows that you need to ease into you'll actually just like it from the start the characters are so complex i'm gonna dive into it a little bit more later in this episode but i just had to say that i finished it and i'm so sad because it's finally over and i feel like it was a huge journey for me going through the whole season you know when you finally find a show that you just love so much like it's not an easy thing a lot of times it takes a long time to find something that you really love in a show especially if it's a show that actually has a ton of seasons like that's such a positive because you can stick with something for so long and you can be so invested in it And then when it's over, it's very sad. (laughs) It's very, very sad. At least now I can consume other content. I was like so in the Mad Men zone that I didn't even want to start anything new. And there are series that I do want to start. Speaking of that, great transition into me saying that I started to watch Emily in Paris. Now, you guys, I'm sure that I will have more opinions on this once I actually watch more of the show. I literally only watched the first episode. I know that there's been so much talk about this, so much controversy, so many differencing of opinions, a lot of negative opinions about the show so 
far, I have to say, I think I agree with people in that it seems really idealistic for a young professional to go out and be able to just live in Paris, wear the clothes that she's wearing, live in the place that she's living, be able to sustain a lifestyle like that. I think it's pretty unrealistic considering, I mean, I guess I don't know what she's getting paid, but I know what the majority of people are getting paid at that age. And trust me, you would not be able to live that glamorously in Paris. But I don't know. Like I said, I need to keep watching to see more. I do think that Lily Collins was a bit of an odd choice for the lead actress, just knowing the things that she's been in in the past. It does seem like kind of a weird choice. And just, I don't know, there's something about watching her in this role that kind of doesn't click for me. There's a little bit of disconnect. I'll keep you guys updated if I have any huge updates about the show. If I love it, if I completely hate it, you guys will be the first to know. And then the last thing that's new with me is that my job put on a virtual event for students from my university that I went to to speak with people that are at my current job that also went to the same university. And the point of it was really to be able to give these students that are soon to be graduated advice on how to enter the job sphere and also if they have interest in the specific job that I'm in right now to get advice on how I got to where I am today and understand the best way to get into this kind of profession even if you have no problem experience. I personally got a lot out of it. I hope that I was able to help people figure out more about the job hunting process, what it means to enter into this field, what it means to enter into a field that you don't actually know that much about, and also just how to network yourself, how to be the best version of yourself and put that out to employers to really understand how to get a job. Because obviously it is such a hard time to get a job right now, but also it is such a hard time to get a job in general. It's always hard to get a job. There's no doubt about that so it was a really cool experience just talking to these kids I mean me being pretty fresh out of college and into the workforce giving advice to these people I think I would have loved to have an opportunity like this when I was in my senior year of college again I'm going to get into this topic a little bit more later too in our need to know basis section stay tuned to hear more about this but right now let's get into some things that are hot right now for a second week in a row we're going to bring back talking about Justin Bieber the big JB you guys he's doing big things right now he just put out a single called lonely and it is heartbreaking the music video is him in his childhood self in the childhood outfit in his swished hair looking into a mirror getting ready to go on stage and it's really just the song about the trajectory of his life and how fame and fortune cannot necessarily bring happiness and it actually in turn brought so much loneliness and distress into his life phineas i believe co-wrote the song you guys can totally see his influence in the song if you hear it i don't know if you guys have heard the song i lost a friend by phineas i can definitely hear similarities in the two for sure i don't know it was a really great song and it was honestly a pretty good music video too it was just so heart-wrenching a lot of people have been talking about it it's gotten a lot of buzz and Obviously, it's gotten even more buzz because Justin Bieber just was on SNL and he performed the song Lonely. Again, heartbreaking to see him actually perform it in person. But he also performed his song Holy with Chance in it. And oh my gosh, you guys, it was so good. I love that song and I think I love it even more now that I've seen them perform it. Their energy together is just so great. I think that when two artists come onto a stage and you can kind of see how they're reacting to each other, like when Chance is rapping, Justin Bieber being so so into it and feeling everything that Chance is putting out and then when it's Justin's turn Chance is like so into it too it's like they're hyping each other up the whole time and they genuinely feel how each other are feeling when they're doing their parts I just love that I love seeing the dynamic like that it was really
really enjoyable to watch if you guys want to watch it obviously there are clips on youtube check it out it's obviously a really hot topic right now which is why we're talking about it in the what's hot section this week that's really it for this week now let's get into what's good okay i told you we were going to circle back to this because like i said once i finish a show especially if it was seven seasons of dedicated time and energy into a show i gotta talk about it if you haven't watched mad men before maybe you won't care about this conversation but maybe you will i'll just say i'm not gonna put in so many spoilers don't worry but there might be a few so if you want to watch it and you haven't watched it yet maybe just skip ahead a little bit if you want to hear this is what i think Mad Men. There were so many different characters, and the character development in this show is insane. Obviously, Donald Draper, right? You got your main character. He has so many different shifts from the start of the show to the end. He is such a complex character. He's struggling so much internally the entire time. He's this womanizer who, like, doesn't care if he's cheating on his wife. He doesn't care if he's cheating on other people. He doesn't care about all of these secrets in his life. He doesn't care that he has a completely different persona. He's literally only only interested in the fact of keeping his life together and I think it's so interesting because the only things stable in his life are his lies and maybe that's why he continues to do them because it's some sense of normalcy he's lying about who he is he's lying about his name he lies about the people that he's with he lies about everything I mean think about it to an extent his job is to lie to a certain degree within advertising to get somebody to buy a product I mean obviously there's more of an art to it than that but that definitely does play a huge role in his life his day-to-day and who he is as a character so much transition within the character throughout the entire show i think he ends up in a place where everyone wants to see him which is really just having a sense of internal peace and i thought that at the end of it he was going to be staying at this peace-loving sanctuary type deal wherever he was and was just going to live out his life there I'm so glad that it actually ended with the Coca-Cola commercial, giving us a glimpse into the fact that he did return to advertising, that he used this and his experience there to make one of the most well-known, iconic Coca-Cola commercials that there ever was. I think that was so smart. Obviously, the writers of this show knew what they were doing from start to end, and I just love when you have a show where the ending actually feels like an ending. And I know some people didn't love the ending. They wished it had ended differently, but I really liked it. I felt a sense of peace where the character ended up and that's what you love to see. You love to see your characters in a good place by the end of it. I do have to say though, the fact that Betty got cancer was terrible, so sad. I had a love-hate relationship with Betty. There were obviously things that I liked about her. There were things that I didn't, but towards the end, I felt like she was really coming back into her own. She was really finding herself. She was going to school. She was doing the things that she really wanted to do, and then she gets cancer, and I think that that is such a realistic way to show that you can go your whole life doing the wrong thing, and once you finally are at a point where you're doing the right thing for yourself, it can get taken away in an instant so message to everybody don't wait too long to start doing what you want to do because you never know what's going to happen in your life you never know i do think too that they may have had to have somebody get lung cancer in this show because people were smoking all the time in this show if they didn't have somebody get lung cancer it would be very unrealistic because lung cancer is a very real thing that does come from smoking a ton so another cautionary tale don't smoke cigarettes it's stupid another character that i loved the ending of was pete campbell you guys i was so glad that pete and trudy got back together i don't know why they were honestly just one of my favorite couples of the show i think i just loved trudy like i know that she was kind of this like prima donna like daddy's girl gets everything she wants type of character but i think that how she was raised actually made her super strong and made her know what she wouldn't put up with like as soon as she found out that pete was cheating and it was heavily affecting her life in a way that she 
she could not stand anymore. She was like, we're done. We're done and we're not getting a divorce either because I don't want it tainting my name. Good for her. She did what she wanted to do and only when she was sure that he was going to be a good man again did she take him back and that was even hard for her. Like she was not going to do that. Honestly, I'm glad that she did. The scene when they get on the plane, her look is iconic. She looks so cute. I don't know. I love them together and I just think that their life is going to be perfect here on out. I hope that nothing else bad happens to them. I just hope they have a blissful life and happiness. And then there's Peggy. Peggy, Peggy, Peggy. Peggy was obviously the character that's supposed to be the one that you're rooting for the whole time. And I was rooting for her. I wanted her to be like this huge success. I do think that the love story between her and the art director guy was nice. It was sweet. It wasn't like super believable for me, but I do think that it was sweet. You know, the copywriter, the art director get together, best friends. They're together in the end. I thought it was cute. I just like that Peggy was at a high standing at the agency that she was at, but I do think that she should have ended on a little bit of a better note that didn't end with love. I thought that was a little bit odd considering she was the character that was supposed to only care about career and it seemed like her final moments shown on this show were about her personal life rather than her career so I thought that that was an interesting choice. I think they were trying to say that like you can have it all but I don't know because it was so heavily focused on her career the whole time I would have liked to see like one more success in her professional life rather than seeing her personal life develop more but I don't know, happy for Peggy, happy she found love, happy she's on her way to being the next Don Draper, all good there. Then we have Roger Sterling. You guys, I love Roger. I loved Roger from the beginning. Obviously, he's also very flawed, a very flawed character, has a lot to work on personally, but I love him. I thought that he was just such a good friend. He's actually a really good co-worker, and I don't know, he just wants to be loved too. He has a lot of love for a lot of people. I think he just doesn't know necessarily how to always show it the right way all the time, but he did end up with Marie which was nice that was cute i think that they're good together i hope that him and don stay friends forever because that friendship is the one that i cared about the most and then joan joan is my favorite character has been throughout the entire show there was like a tiny bit in there where she got like a little bit annoying and i think it was when she was combating don draper and obviously there were reasons for why she was doing that but i love joan always rooting for her i am sad that it did not work out with her guy in the end i thought they were perfect for each other except for the fact that he was trying to hold her back from her career but the thing was is he wasn't even trying to hold her back in like a misogynistic way he was literally trying to do it because he was done with that stage of his life he wanted to be like this adventurer guy that could go anywhere any day of the week and just leave his life and start a new one anytime that he wanted to and he wanted joan to be that person for him to do that with but she was not there she was super interested in rising up in her career and making a name for herself and i'm glad that she stuck to that and she actually was going to start the production company that she was going to have her name on the building door all that good stuff. I love Joan. I think she does not need a man, but I do hope that she finds love because the whole time she was saying that she wanted somebody for love and not just for some kind of an arrangement. Obviously, we don't have any more seasons of Mad Men and I really hope that they do not do a reboot or try to do anything like that because I do not want this show to be messed up by a reboot. But in my fantasy world of all of these characters and where they are now in their lives, I believe that Joan did find somebody that she loves that can support her through all of her endeavors and all of her successes. That's my hope for her, and I think that it happens. Okay, you guys, that really runs out all the characters. Thank you for listening to me babble on about them. I just had to get it out. I love this show. I love the characters. I love the writing. I love the storyline. So again, if you have not watched it, I hope that I somewhat convinced you. Go watch the show, you guys. It will consume your time in the best kind of way, but don't get it twisted. This is not exactly how the advertising world is, saying that from firsthand experience. So take that part with a grain of salt, but how they portray it makes it very interesting.
The other thing that I have for you guys for what's good this week is a product and it's from a small brand called Twig and Arrow. I bought them at a local shop, but I looked them up online and they also have an online shop. So just search them, Twig and Arrow. It's their hair bandeau that I'm recommending to you guys. They're multi-purpose. You can literally wear them as a head wrap, a bandeau top, a face mask if you want. They're so cute. I got a blue tie-dye one and also a white floral one. They're so adorable. And I feel like sometimes if you're trying to get a cute little head scarf bandeau type thing, they're kind of annoying because they can fall off or whatever. But the material that this is, it really makes it stick to your head a lot better and it's just easier to wear. They're super cute. They have a lot of fun styles. So I would check them out if you're just trying to like accessorize a little bit more, make any outfit a little bit more exciting. I feel like I'm always trying to switch up what I'm doing with my hair and sometimes it gets really hard and I have no other ideas so the best solution for that is literally to add something to your hair like this twig and arrow hair bandeau and then lastly for what's good is a song reco for you guys it's an aspirational song I know that a lot of us are not really vacationing right now not really going to anywhere that feels anything like paradise but if you just need a little bit of an upper to listen to to make you think you're on vacation make you imagine those days when you would be or could be this song another day in paradise by quinn xcii quinn 92 is perfect for that it's perfect if you're in the mood to feel like you're in paradise also side note a really interesting fact about this artist's name quinn is an acronym that stands for quit unless your instincts are never neglected and xcii is 92 which is the year that he was born fun little fact about this artist's name i don't know if you guys care but i thought it was kind of cool anyway it's a great song another day in paradise by quinn 92 all right, guys, let's round this episode out by talking about something that is on a need-to-know basis. Like I promised, we're circling back to what we were talking about in our What's New section about advice on how to get a job after college. Like I mentioned to you guys, I participated in a virtual meeting for people graduating from my university who are interested in the company that I'm currently at right now. And I realized a lot of advice that I have on this exact specific topic about trying to find a job during this time and best ways to do it. A lot of people in this meeting were asking me about how I got this job without any previous experience in the field. I have some advice. First and foremost, everyone's path is different. You don't need to follow a certain path. It's different for every single person and you're eventually going to be where you're supposed to be. I myself am still trying to remember that my path is so completely different than everybody else's and just recognize that my path is my path for a reason. I'm doing what I'm doing, how I'm doing it for a reason to get me to exactly where I'm supposed to be eventually. So I know that that eventually can freak people out because they're like, oh my God, what is this? Like we talked about last week, timelines, detrimental, let's get rid of them right now. But just remember the path that you're on is the right one. Saying that, even though you're on a different path than everybody else, it is still a great idea to reach out to people and get to know how they got to where they are, mostly just to build your network. Your network is your net worth. I don't know if you guys have heard that saying before, but it is 100% true. Your network can help you grow in astronomical ways that you probably would never even realize. Just honestly listen to people. Take their tips on how they got to where they are. Understand how they molded their career and see if you can take tiny things out from what they say into how you can mold yours. I've mentioned this in a previous podcast, but you need to take as many informational interviews as you can without an expectation of a job opportunity in return. Really listen to these people. Listen to what they're saying and don't come in with any preconceived notion that you're going to get any huge thing out of it. Talking to them, building a connection with them, and having them even know what your name is, is great. 
it's honestly a great step forward. You have to remember that networking is the long game. You have no idea where your contacts can eventually lead you and what opportunities you could get from them one year down the line, two years down the line, four months down the line. You don't know when it's going to circle back. And honestly, speaking from personal experience, people do come out from the woodworks and they remember you. They remember you if you genuinely are interested in the stuff that they're saying to you and you make it clear that you just really want to learn from them and gain as much mentorship from them as possible possible. My next piece of advice is that LinkedIn is your best friend. Reach out to people on LinkedIn, you guys. People that have gone to your school, recruiters for specific jobs, anything helps, okay? This is just an extension of a piece of advice from that. If you apply to a job, any job that you apply to, that job and company is most likely going to have a page on LinkedIn. Go to that page. When you're on that page, go to the people part on that page. It'll show you everybody that works at that company that's also on LinkedIn. You can then search in your university or you can search in the title recruiter. Once you look at that, you should message those people. Message people that you have something in common with. If they worked a different job that you were also at, if they went to your same school, you are five times more likely to get a response from somebody that has some kind of a connection to you, like a university, like a different job. And even if they don't have something in common with you, even if you're reaching out to a recruiter, doing that extra step and actually messaging them and trying to connect is something that not everybody does, believe it or not. So it sets you apart. Doing those little things make all the difference. And I would suggest always going the extra mile, always doing everything that you absolutely can and showing that you're so interested, showing that your application does not just stop once you press submit. You're still trying to make your name known and to make people know how interested you are in this opportunity. Sometimes people do not reply at all, but I guarantee that it never hurts your chances. It can only help them if you reach out to people. My next piece of advice is know your resume like the back of your hand. That resume is your personal statement your guide to show an employer where you've been and exactly where you want to go. You should be able to speak to each and every one of your skills. Going more into that, you should be tailoring your resume to the job description. You should be able to take the skills that are on your resume and apply them to whatever the job description is. It could be completely different through different jobs that you're applying to, so you need to make sure the skills section of your resume, the specific things that you did at each job, they have elements of the job description in your resume. That's going to help so much for so many different reasons there are some companies that will use some kind of a generator to kind of weed out some of these resumes so that they're not looking at thousands of resumes they'll look at the ones that have certain keywords on the resume so it's always helpful to put some of those buzzwords that you see in the job description into your resume because you're the one that knows your resume the best you have to almost tell the employer why an experience that you have while it may seem untraditional to the common eye is going to allow you to be a completely unique asset to their company. Sell yourself. Tailor each skill. You may think that it doesn't apply, but it can. In some way, shape, or form, it can, and it will stand out if you make it stand out. Next piece of advice for you guys, being an adaptable learner is the most important part. I'm saying this because it is the most important skill that you can put at the forefront of people's minds. If you're telling people that you are an adaptable learner, that means that even if you don't have the exact specific skill set that they say that you need, you're willing to learn and you're willing to learn in a different way than you've learned in the past. That is so, so important. The jobs that you're applying to, especially if they're an entry-level job, they're not expecting you to come in with a plethora of knowledge about the specific job. A lot of these jobs across the 
reward can really be taught if you're willing to learn, if you're willing to take everything in and learn from the ground up. The people coming into these positions, they're learning on the job. And even if you do have previous experience, it's going to be different across the board. You're always going to have to learn new things. You're basically always starting from square one, even if you are coming in with previous knowledge. It is in the best interest of the company to hire someone that wants to be molded to be the best that they can be at the company that wants to rise in the ranks. So make sure that if you get to that interview process, you're telling them that's what you want to do. You want to rise up in the company. You want to grow your career in the company. You want to learn as much as you can so that you can reach the next level within the company's hierarchy. You have to let them know that for you, this is the long game. This is a career starting job for you. Companies want to hear that. They don't want to hear about somebody that this is just a starting job that they're then going to spread their wings elsewhere. And trust me, I know that this sounds like it could be a lie, like you're telling an employer like, oh yes, I want to start my career here and I want to finish it here. I want to be here all my life, all my years. It's not a lie, you guys. You don't know yet. We don't know. Whenever we enter a new job, we have no idea what it's going to be like. We could love it way more than we think that we're going to, or we could hate it way more than we think that we're going to, or it could be exactly what we think. Either way, it is within your best interest to tell the company that you want to grow with them. And you'll figure it out along the way. And trust me, you will know fast. Okay, guys, my last piece of advice on this topic is probably the most important one. That is don't let rejection discourage you. I know that this can be so hard to do and I have to constantly remind myself this. To be honest, I have to constantly remind myself all of these different steps, all of these different pieces of advice because I'm right along with you guys. I have a job right now, but I don't know where I'm going with it. I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know what's going to make me the happiest that I can be in my life. I know some likes, I know some dislikes, but I'm still very much trying to figure it out. But this advice of not letting rejection discourage you is so important because I don't want it to let me or any of you guys stop you from finding exactly what you want to do. Finding a job is hard. Okay, we go through school, we go through life, and no one really tells us that. No one tells us how hard the job process is going to be. And you guys, it's hard. There's no sugarcoating it. Finding a job is a full-time job. It takes all of your dedication, all of your energy, reaching out to people, applying, customizing your resume, writing cover letters, finding the right people to talk to. Then once you get to talking to them, asking questions, being knowledgeable about the companies, everything of the sort. Then if you're lucky enough to get an interview, you have to do more research. You have to know more about the job. You have to know more about the description. And that's just for one thing. You could be having 10 interviews, more than that, if you're lucky. You know, so it's such a hard process. And I know that firsthand. I have been there. I have done that. I am continuing to do that. It is not a seamless process and there is so much rejection, but you can't let it stop you from continuing to look, continuing to apply, continuing to reach out to people. It's so important to keep doing that. Even if you have a job and you're not completely satisfied, don't get too comfortable. If you know that you're not where you want to be, don't get comfortable. Get hungry for the next opportunity. Get hungry to find something that you do love. Get hungry to make those connections and find people that you can really connect with on a one-to-one level. Throughout this process, I may have not found the job that I love, but I have found so many people that I consider mentors now, and I think that is so valuable. Every single time that you meet somebody 
that you can consider a mentor, you're automatically doing something right. So just keep doing it. Keep doing all the steps. If you need to remember any of this stuff, listen back to this podcast, listen back to this episode. Just remember that this is all the long game. What you did yesterday, what you do today, and what you do tomorrow is all going to pay off eventually. Again, eventually can sound like a discouraging word. You will get there. You just have to keep going. You have to keep trying. I promise you I'm right there with you. We will do it together. We will lift each other up. We will find new ways to find new connections, to find new jobs. And if I find any new insight out there, new ways to do things better, I will be sure to share it with you guys always. We're in it together. All right, you guys, thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of Typically Peachy. I hope that you have a great rest of your week. I hope that if you are on the job hunt right now, you're not letting it weigh you down too much. Remember what crazy times we're in right now, you guys. We're in the middle of a pandemic. It is still very much present in our lives, so don't let these things get you down too much. Just be proud of yourself that you're doing something right now, today. Don't forget to follow Typically Peachy on Instagram at Typically Peachy for some great content. If you ever want to see when the podcast is going live, when the episode is up, that's where you can find it at Typically Peachy. Smile through the mask, do something that makes you happy this week, and don't forget to stay peachy, my friends. Peachy.